I'm Jesse Clemens, and this is Creator Kit, where each week we shine the spotlight on awesome new tools and services for the creator economy and unpack how they might help you grow your creator business faster. Creator Kit is presented by Highbeam. Highbeam solves message overload for creators by organizing and prioritizing DMs and comments in one unified workspace, so you never miss an important message again. You can find us at highbeamapp.com. On this episode of Creator Kit, we talk with Vimal Singh Rathor. Vimal is the founder of Kuhu, a platform where creators can interact with their most loyal fans and build subscription income. Vimal and I talk about his experience as the 10th employee at a multi-billion dollar education tech company, about his transition to the creator space, about the impact of the pandemic on creativity, and the overall socioeconomic factors that make India an explosively growing market for creator businesses. Let's get to it. Vimal, welcome to Creator Kit. Thank you, Jess. Thank you for having me here. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks a lot. Let's maybe start with the product itself, knowing that our audience are creators who are looking to discover new tools to, to build their creator businesses. Can you give us a, the 60-second overview of what Kuhu is and how it enables creators? Kuhu is, uh, is a community-first platform. So we have two, three kinds of products in the, in the creator economy. One where people can record the content and then sell the courses. Another can be the type of CBC. But where Kuhu works is like you can form any kind of community and engage with their users the way you want. You can either create multiple subscriptions. You can create a free channel. You can create codes and courses out of your main community. So it is a mobile-based platform for any kind of creator who wish to monetize their community. You guys have launched a number of new courses and programs on the platform. I'm really excited to talk about those. But I did want to start with an introduction of you. I know you have a history in, I guess I would call it edutech products. You've been involved in, in a number of different companies in the space. Can you tell us a little bit about your background? And then we can segue into how you yes. came up with Kuhu. Cool. So I was lucky to be the part of EdTech ecosystem in India when at a, at an inflection point, when internet was, you know, becoming cheap and mobile devices were penetrating the two tier three towns of India. So back in 2016, I started my journey into startup ecosystem and, and precisely the, the, the EdTech ecosystem. So I was a researcher in Delhi University. I was pursuing my PhD in biomedical sciences, but I was always passionate about education. So I joined Unacademy in its early CD stage. I was I was ninth or tenth employee probably there and first in the in the content team. So learns so now Unacademy is a unicorn more than I think three three point five billion valuation. So I was lucky to learn uh, not just about the ad tech ecosystem but about the consumer market, how the different strata of consumers in India work. Uh, where do they want to spend time? How do how do they use a, a particular application? So that really shaped my mind because I was not coming from an engineering or a management background. Mm. Uh, so from a researcher to a person in ad tech, now I, I would call myself as a person uh, building products in the consumer tech. So that's where Kuhu is lying. 
it is not exactly the education technology, but it is right. it is more about consumer and the creators. Awesome. And I, I know you personally devoted at least a few months to travel and talk to people across many different disciplines and subject areas in yeah. the in the in, in your ad tech phase. Uh, would love to hear briefly what, what that was all about. So you need to find your place in the ecosystem. You need to go deep down inside you, sometime outside in the ecosystem to figure out what is actually inspiring you. So for me, the journey at an academy was exciting. But when we solved some of the core problem, it again became an existential issue for me. I wanted mm. to know more problems, more deeper problems. So that's when I started uh, traveling in India. I traveled to multiple villages, multiple uh, towns, met several government officials, several NGOs as well to understand that what's the real problem. This huge part, like this more than more than 70% of the India is facing. I understood that there is a huge thing that can be done. That's when I started building CoreCV, my first startup, which I built for around 20 months. Eventually last year in September, it got acquired. And uh, now I'm building this. And uh, yeah, so that journey is, is mostly about finding what you really love and whether you are being honest towards your yourself or not. So it was it was kind of very, very personal uh, journey to me. In your travels and conversations and talking with folks from all walks of life, was the problem that you ran into mainly around access to education or cost of education or efficiency of the existing models? What, what were the things that you discovered that informed that so product? There, there were two, three things which were uh, counter counterintuitive for me. One was that we heard a lot that uh, small town have a lot of potential and they want to, you know, go big and, you know, uh, achieve their dreams. But this kind of passion was there in just 1% of the people. Hmm. Most of them were satisfied going to the government school and doing their own jobs, keeping the small shops, doing farming. So it was not about the access or awareness towards the education. It was it was awareness as a whole that what you can do with your life. Their direction was completely missing. So they were they were not even aware about what they are missing, actually. So that was one one major, uh, I would say, philosophical or psychological uh, thing. And the real problem was English speaking. English speaking in India is a huge, huge problem. And almost 90% of the people, apart from tier one town, they have fear of speaking English, whether they are speaking Hindi as a mother tongue or in any other language of India. Mm -hmm. So that was another class that they have created in their own mind that if you if you can't speak good English, then probably you might not do big in their life. So that that is the like consistent behavior that that I saw. And so many founders are trying to solve this, but it's a lot that is needed to be done here in this segment. Transitioning to the creator space, I can guess some of the corollaries that you may have found between ed tech and the creator space, um, especially as you were describing the mission or mm, desire to help people achieve their human potential. Mm. For me, what's really exciting about the creator space is that anyone that has a passion about a particular area and a willingness uh, and an internet connection and a phone can start to build uh, and in some cases drive income from that that passion and connect with other passionate people. How did you go about transitioning to your current work at Kuhu? What was the inspiration? I know that you are a creator. I know that you're friends with a lot of creators. Would love to hear a little bit about that. Yeah. So before going uh, to answer this question, would like to tell that in India, the education and the creator space 
uh, the overlap is very less. Used to be very less. Used to be. It is. It is not like that today. Because in India, it's quite famous that if you get into a job, it's quite common to see our parents and our elders doing the same job for 35 and 40 years stage of their life. So following their own passion and and following this to earn money has not been quite a thing in India. But we have seen this thing in the West for long. Like as a kid, I used to see a lot of um, you know foreigners in Delhi coming and when I used to ask them what they do... I, like some people were doing something, business management, but they took leave of six months, seven months to travel around the world. Right? Mm. So they used to follow their passion of opening a restaurant, becoming a becoming an artist. But in India, it was always a side thing. But what this last four or five years, the revolution of internet, the revolution of cheap smartphones, applications like TikTok, YouTube, um, Instagram, they have suddenly galvanized those aspirations because people with a permanent job can also become a creator. And then once they are seeing the potential, being a creator, they are now, the horizon is changing and people are becoming full-time creators. COVID situation has catalyzed this growth to 10x because now internet is the stage for the creator. So for me, uh, understanding this psychology that how things are changing is very, very uh, exciting and very insightful. FOMO in EdTech in India is huge. Hmm. So if you are creating a course, if it has some value, you will really find some users. But creating FOMO in creators space, it is not something which India as a country is, is ready. Hmm. But you need to create the real value by not targeting FOMO, but how it is going to change your life. How you can become qualitatively good person after completing an art course or becoming more fit and more healthy after completing this yoga course. How can you edit your photos, edit your videos on a mobile device. So you need to bring some qualitative change because per capita income in India and our developing country is increasing. So they want to spend more time apart from health, education, and then their mental health, their recreation, their qualitative life. So that's where the creator space in India is is kind of thriving. It is still again very early. So for me, it is, it is more about consumer space, more about understanding the differentiation with the same user who might be a paid user of say, of say $500 a month to a EdTech course, but would like to subscribe a creator, creator's course at say a $50 a month. Mm-hmm. So there is a huge uh, scale divide in, in terms of the subscription that users would like to have. For creators who are curious about that difference in pricing of products or subscriptions that you were describing, is it the case that for EdTech products, they're tied in users' mind to the ability to earn a higher income and so there's a higher willingness to pay versus creator Mm -hmm. products which are less tied to like professional careers and things like that uh in india um so there are two ways of two types of ad tech product one is to clear a particular government examination school college those were the courses which were sold first in india because they have the clear conjugation with the parallelly running offline world like if you are in your you know first year, second year, third year, and you are doing an online course, so that relevance is complete is, is immediately being reflected in your numbers or in your day-to-day mind. Like as mm. a student, you are 70-80% thinking about your examination, about your course. If you are finding an attack course where you can probably get 100% coverage of anatomy of a human body, you would like to subscribe there. Mm-hmm. In India, from 2009 to 2000. Uh, I think 14, 15, these kind of courses were the big. Even government examinations in India is huge. There is more than uh, 15 million seats 
government seats for the examination. That's a huge, huge number. In India, since government job is considered one of the most secure job that once you get, you are settled for, uh, you know, next 40 years of your life and you will mm -hmm. get pension as well. But then comes this professional courses, uh, like doing, doing a diploma in, in marketing, advertising or Google clouds, uh, you know, KWS performance marketing. So these kind of things, this is valid for a very small number of users, which is now rising. But now since the startup boom, these professional courses and their value is increasing because they can quickly, they can enter a company like a business development and eventually become a data analyst and become a data scientist down the line by doing this course. The value association is very, very high in edtech versus the creator. But mm -hmm. so similar thing is, you know, is, is being the creator and their craft. Once, once you attain a certain income, you really want to devote some time. So doing painting, uh, doing yoga, athletics, gardening, all these things are actually the romance of life. Now the people are realizing the importance because in the lockdown, every one of us were packed inside our home and only work cannot made us survive. We realized that. So all of us started writing newsletters, doing starting painting, spending time with the kids and pets. So now we realize that how this is also an important part of life and this the actual, the absolute value is there, but the perceived value of the creator's mm. craft is gradually increasing. Mm. And I think it is increasing very, very fast. Really, really cool. There's different avenues of creativity, art, writing, etc. Are those the target creators for Kuhu? Is that where you're starting? Is this is this creative class? What, what we have seen around is that very less products are focusing on the community first approach. And they are solving a different problem, like learning outcomes from a code-based course, for example. But in my opinion, I consider a product management or design course as the part of edtech, mm -hmm. not as the part of creator economy. Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. So code-based courses are, are at the overlap of edtech and the creator economy. Right? Yeah. We are building is the community-first approach, which is not focusing on the edtech part but focusing on the creator's part. So for example, you can be a Substack writer, you can be a Twitter influencer, you can be an Instagram a famous person. You might not be a live video or a video first creator. Your text mm -hmm. or your, your, your memes are famous and you want to interact with your top followers, whether for free or with different layers of payment, then you can build a community on we are We are solving the UX of WhatsApp, Telegram and Discord because Discord is very complex, Telegram is very spammy sometimes, WhatsApp needs some privacy fix and these are not meant for building communities as such. People are using, so we have integrated the payment subscription layer and, and multiple layers to engage with the community. So for us, the target audience is anyone who is community first rather than course first mm -hmm. because in the course, your audience ends after the course. You, you mm -hmm. won't like to engage with them further. But where we want is we are creating a family for the creators where they can continuously engage with their creator and eventually launch multiple cohorts and multiple cohorts out of that community. That aligns with the experience I had when I checked out the app. I, I signed into one of the communities um, built by, is it Nilmani Parth, the filmmaker? Yes, it's. Yeah, yes, yes. I, I checked it out. I, I logged into one of his channels and it was a very conversational experience, which mm -hmm. felt very different than, say, a Facebook group. It kind of felt like I was in a chat with a group of friends and one of those friends happens to be an internationally respected filmmaker who can answer my questions. Mm -hmm. is, that so, is that the experience that you guys are yes. aiming for from a creator side? 
Yes, yes, yes. We are building there because that's the most engaging, more personal way of, of engagement rather than just the video first live platform. And then from a creator perspective, these are some, sort of my observations as a user. So please redirect me where needed. The uh, opportunities to create multiple channels, some of them can be free. Some of them require a monthly subscription and sort of help individual users connect to the channel that is most valuable to them. And where that channel is a paid channel, that's where the real opportunity to drive scalable income for a creator starts to appear. Is the monetization model for creators mostly a monthly subscription? Is it one-off payment for access? How does this? Yeah. So within the limited early access that we have given to the creators, monthly subscription is, is mostly used, but now we have a one-time subscription as well. You can create a payment, one-time payment, even for a two hours event or a three days mm. event or a seven mm. days event. So we are definitely trying with multiple ways on LinkedIn and Twitter. We have been quoted as Stripe for creators. That's the kind of feeling that people are getting from the outside. It does not need any involvement of the who person to help mm. you to create the channel. It is as easy as creating a WhatsApp group. Take, taking that train of thought a little further, what I had experienced as a user is a, a platform centered around access and the chat experience. Are any of those events happening off platform or is it one holistic solution yeah. that set, solves everything for the creator? So we have launched the holistic solution for payment within the product for recorded audio, recorded video, and sending voice notes, images, text. It is within the platform. And uh, by the time I think this session will be reaching to the audience, we would be able to launch our audio and video platform, which is going to be launched by the first week of October. Awesome. So right now we have integrated two, three different services like Zoom and Google Meet within the product. So they are opening as an instance. So people are not going outside the product, but still we are using the API of different, different uh, video providing services. But the intent is to build audio and video within the product. Awesome. What type of creators are you looking to work with? What type of creators can join the platform today? Where are you in timing overall for listeners that are you know interested in checking it out? So what I observed is that uh, anyone who is passionate, whether whether they are starting from the zero, they don't have any social media following, or they have huge followers, both the categories can can start on Ku. We have around around seven creators who started first time on Ku, and their reason of starting their classes or courses on Ku was Nirmani Parth is one example, Aparna is another example, uh, their Swarnendra is is another example. Why? It was quite easy for them. They they need not to share uh, any registration page, any payment page differently, manage their audience on phone, on, on mm. WhatsApp or Telegram. It's just happening everything on a single platform. Mm. So for them, it was very, very easy. But for a medium creator who are earning, say, $1,000 to $5,000 a month, they, are, they have already gotten used to the different modules of products like payment from other platform, management from other platform, live on Zoom. So they are quite are difficult to get convinced. Why? Because they have just tasted their 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 growth. So they, they, they want to grow. So I think Kuhu right now in this phase, we are solving for the top creator and the small creator. Medium creator are coming on the platform as soon as they're understanding that this product can help them scale. So as soon as we're building more features, they are realizing, okay, this product, while coming on Kuhu as a creator who is already early, 
we can focus on our craft while who is helping us for the payment management user management registration privacy and every other thing so that's the that's the behavior that we have observed definitely the down the line uh, once we uh, open the product to everyone we would like to have all kind of creator from different different categories building communities on who will not be replacing uh, the other other platform or will be competing with them but if you are taking courses the code based courses on multiple platform mm-hmm. you can even maintain your community on koho because that can become your source for the communication and for the conversion for the future courses got it that makes a lot of sense and it actually aligns with how i've seen creators pick the different types of tools and software that they're using to power their business and the name of the podcast is creator kit because um i sort of pictured a creator with a box of different software uh you know three, four, five different platforms in addition to YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, uh, selecting what they want to use often for very uh, point solution type jobs. What we're working on at my company, Highbeam, it's a very specific job, which is message management and the ability to prioritize messages for creators and help them with that job. All right. I want to ask you two questions that we ask almost every guest on the podcast. The first okay. is, who is your personal favorite creator? It could be the favorite creator of the week or the favorite creator of all time. All answers are good. So I like, uh, there is one comedian, Rahul Subramanyam in India. I like him a lot. Uh, apart from his comedy, I like the way his content is appealing to every class. His content is very clear, very apolitical. It is pleasing to every class of people. So that's the kind of quality that, you know, I like. In terms of kind of huge diversification, I like Tanmay Bhatt a lot, which happens to be our investor as well. Tanmay Bhatt is, uh, he is the kind of person who can talk about crypto, finance, stock, as well as do night game streaming, plus comedy. So in terms of content, diversification, Tanmay, Tanmay is, I think, number one on my list. But cool. in terms of content, uh, you know, content, that is skill, that how your content can be pleasing to everyone. I like I like Rahul Subramanian a lot. Is he the uh, guy that you did a few YouTube videos with on the Kuhu channel? I think you might have seen Tanmay Bhatt, Tanmay Bhatt on Kuhu okay. channel. Okay, yeah. got it, got it. And for our listeners, we will link out to uh, a couple of the different creators that Vimal mentioned, as well as to some of the content that, that Kuhu has produced as well. Um, in general, where can people find you? Is, is What's the best place to find you? Is it Twitter? Is it uh, the website? Uh, Twitter is best. And uh, would love to get in touch with, with your listeners and listen to their views that how, how like, what is their view on creator economy and what they are building, how they are approaching this segment. Yeah. And for people that want to check the product out, yeah, they the can, they, they can search on app store if they want access within the app, they can ask for the creator's access. So the app is live on both Play Store and app store. And we are going to launch the next very big release in first week of October. That will be very, very delightful for the users as well as for the creators. Really excited to be able to talk to you on the show today and wanted to thank you so much for making the time. Thank you. Thank you, Jess. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thanks again. Have a good one. That wraps this excellent episode of Creator Kit. If you like this episode, please don't forget to leave us a rating on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does make a huge difference to us and it just takes a click. Creator Kit is brought to you by Highbeam, the message management solution for creators. For more creator resources, visit us at highbeamapp.com or follow us on Twitter. See you next week.